This is the Rich Eisen Show. That dude is winning at life. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Defensively, I see things that really disturb me. Why is it? <laughs> Rush the running back. If he's off to the side, guard him. By the way, I know nothing about football. Earlier on the show, Houston Chronicle NFL columnist John McClain. Coming up, TBS MLB broadcaster Ron Darling. Brown senior media broadcaster Nathan Zagura. Director and comedian Robert Townsend. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Great chat with John McClain in hour number one. It was his report that lit up the Twitterverse and the NFL mediaverse by saying that the Texans and Dolphins are working on a trade right now for Deshaun Watson that could be done by the end of the week. And um, if you missed that conversation, go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show, and also our Twitter Handle at Rich Eisen Show has all videos in real time. Um, Brockman is the one who posts them. And um, I don't know, if, is that one up yet from uh, from our number one, Christopher? From our number one with, uh, with McLean? Uh, not yet. We're doing it right now. Uh, efforting is the word that's used in television. Efforting. Okay, very good. Um, Thursday night football tonight. Baker Mayfield needs surgery on his non-throwing shoulder that he hurt in week two against the Texans. And then had popped out on him a second time against the Cardinals when J.J. Watt tackled him with his arms splayed out and his shoulder got driven into the turf with his arm extended. And um, he wound up coming back in the game, and now he's out for tonight. And Ian Rappaport says it's a torn labrum. Those are two words that normally get you to see the three most dreaded words in sports. (laughs) Dr. James Andrews. (laughs) And um, at least it's not his throwing shoulder. So, Browns are 3-3, three and three, and they're banged up at running back, quarterback, offensive line, and wide receiver. There are some possibilities to get some of those players back tonight, but Browns fans are freaking out. And I wanted to get uh, tap into this because I have tapped into it with my statements here on behalf of Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm talking about as I did again at the top of the show as I did yesterday that Case Keenum's going to look good tonight he's paid to look good in games like this and he's going to play well tonight that's the way I feel about Case Keenum I think he's going to play well tonight and do not take the cheese from all the Baker Mayfield haters in this world saying that he's just not the guy for you Case Keenum is (laughs) come on now (laughs) so that uh caused me to turn to you because you know our next guest correct uh TJ Jefferson? Pretty well, yes. Okay, and is he on the phone line? Yes, indeed. Joining us now to give voice to what's going on in Cleveland from all Cleveland Browns fans is a Cleveland Browns senior media broadcaster and also the co-host of Cleveland Browns Daily and also the former co-host of Fantasy Football Live with Ashton Kutcher and this guy named TJ Jefferson. (laughs) Nathan Zagura here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Nathan? I'm doing great, Richard. It is an honor to be on with you. And yes, reconnect with my good friend TJ. TJ, well, TJ, everybody knows TJ. TJ, you know everybody as well. You, you know, know, I've been around. I've been around these streets, Rich. I know you, you know have. All right, Nathan. Uh, what do you? What do you? How do you term Browns fans going into tonight's game? What do you got for me on that? 
Well, I think we're on the precipice, Rich, and you've done a very good job on your show kind of summarizing the state of affairs and also that, look, Case Keenum was indeed brought here to play very well, and I loved what he said in his press conference. Somebody said, you know, how do you get ready on a short week? And he says, you don't have to get ready when you already are ready. And so he's been ready for this opportunity for a long time. And so I think Browns fans know that, look, we are banged up. We're 3-3. Three and three. We're coming off of a, a, a beating at the hands of the Arizona Cardinals, and this is a very, very important game before you get two divisional games coming up, and it's one that feels, you don't want to use the term must win, there's still 11 games left in the season, but this is an important game and one that they've got to do what good teams do and find a way to win. Well, I just feel like I've been caping for Baker Mayfield quite a bit from this <laughs> chair, Nathan. Tell me it's worth it. I feel like it is, but, um, you know, yeah. I... This is a guy last year, down the stretch, 20 touchdowns, only two interceptions. I think in his one healthy game this year, which is all he's had, he was excellent against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Browns were a dominant offense in that game. He's had a great game, obviously, against the Chargers as well. But this injury has affected him. But what Baker Mayfield can do when he is healthy is operate this offense very effectively. He's got a much stronger arm than people realize. He can throw it to all levels of the field with great accuracy. And he is the guy that has turned things around here and I think you've made a lot of good points one that Case should play well and that doesn't change anything about Baker Mayfield being the starting quarterback agree with that completely and that you know you look relative to what's happened here in the past and I've been rich with this team since the 2013 season so I've seen some lows and the highs that I've seen have all been associated with Baker Mayfield and what he's brought to this football team so I think that your standing for Baker is definitely uh a smart thing to do, and in the context of this offense run by Kevin Stefanski, he's an excellent trigger man for this game plan for this town, and he really kind of embodies, I think, the toughness of this city. What's been with the defense, though? That's That's been my point here as well, Nathan. Uh, Nathan Segura, Cleveland Browns senior media broadcaster, co-host of Cleveland Browns Daily here on the Rich Eisen Show. To me, the defense, they, they, they coughed up 33 to Kansas City, which obviously – uh, back in week one, and, and no matter what week of the NFL season, you can understand that. The Chargers sliced them up, um, and now you saw what Arizona did. Those are three teams that you're talking about being elite, and now you, a lot, everyone throws that on Baker. Like, you should have overcome that since you're the elite quarterback. We want you to be first overall, overlooking the rest of the fact that uh, the defense has been um, – what's the word for it? I guess is substandard compared to what we were expecting from them. It has been what I would say Jekyll and Hyde. When the defense has been good in the Browns' three wins, the defense has given up 11.3 points and 201.3 total yards per game. And I granted, one was against Houston, one was Justin Fields' first start, and that was a historic performance, actually the best defensive performance in the 75-year history of the Cleveland Browns. But when you go to Minnesota and shut down the Vikings and hold them to seven points in their building, that was a great performance. The problem is, as you pointed out, in the three losses against elite offenses they're giving up 39 points and 414 yards of total offense per game this is a game rich that i feel is on the shoulders of the defense you don't have baker you don't have nick chubb you don't have kareem hunt it looks unlikely that you will have odell beckham jr it looks unlikely that you'll have both of your starting tackles you could get jarvis back you could get one of those tackles but 
pretty much on defense other than Jeremiah Wusu Kormo, you've got everybody. You've got Miles. You've got the guy that you paid a lot of money to up front, Jadevian Clowney, who's had a very nice season. You've got Tack McKinley. You've got Malik Jackson, Malik McDowell. You brought in Anthony Walker Jr. You paid John Johnson a lot of money on the back end. You've got Denzel. Greedy's healthy. Greg Newsom is healthy. So you are healthy on defense against a team that has been struggling on offense. Your strength as a defense is your ability to get home with four. The Denver Broncos' weakness on offense is their ability to deal with four-man pressures. That's where Teddy has struggled. That's where their line has struggled. This one's on the defense, and Rich, the defense has not been what it is supposed to be yet. I still say it's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of new faces. If we were talking in November, which, by the way, is not that far away, I'd be more concerned. But tonight is a night that I feel like this defense must show up. All right, the stage is set for Thursday Night Football. All right, Nathan, uh, we, we, we've known TJ for quite some time. You go way back with him. <laughs> yeah. uh, how does his Price is Right performance sit with you? Nathan Zagor. How does you know, that fit I, with you? I feel like TJ, mm-hmm. whenever he gets into a room, kaboom, look who stepped into the room, <laughs> TJ Jefferson. He kind of takes over. It's captivating. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that TJ's performance was good, mm-hmm. but I expect completely great. <laughs> I expect greatness. And I expect, honestly, TJ to go on prices right as a contestant yeah. and leave yeah. as the host. So, <laughs> That's, but that was that a problem. Standard, you tried, TJ, that was your problem. That's what you tried. You I tried. Was, I was trying to step in for Drew when he had a sick day or something. Mm. He was. He was trying to step in. But I thought that, you know, that's how much I believe in TJ. Because he is, as you mentioned, who doesn't know TJ? He's the mayor of not only Southern California. (laughs) Frankly, he's the mayor of the country. His reach extends all the way to the great state of Pennsylvania, all the way to the shores of the East Coast, New York City, (laughs) down into Texas with his beloved Cowboys. I mean, he's a man of the people. I could have said it better, Nate. I could not have said it better, brother. <laughs> How much are you paying, Nate? Like, come on. That's my yeah. man in him. That's my man <laughs> on the right payroll. there. Yeah. Right. We go deep. We go deep. And his wrestling knowledge is also, I would say, second to none. So he's a man of great, uh, of diversity of thought, multi-talented, multi-faceted. I that's agree. Why he's, that's why he's with you now, Rich. I, I, I appreciate you saying that. That's why it was shocking all of us here that he was part of the uh, the double over on that day, which, <laughs> double, double which, which is know, so disappointing sad. to every viewer of Price is Right. Nobody wants it. Well, Nobody <laughs> wants it. Neither did uh, I, I. Didn't want it. I know that. Hey, Nathan. Uh, uh, good. Uh, good luck tonight with the game, and uh, uh, we'll chat down the line. Yeah, and I just want you to know, Rich, I've passed on that even though we don't have our starting running backs to run the ball, Dearness yes. can catch it, Felton can catch it. We're maybe going to dig into the Larry David playbook here. Just throw it to the running backs. <laughs> Nobody covers them. So maybe that's the game plan for success. <laughs> hey, he said he could he could coordinate the defense. Just give him a, a time to just learn the personnel, and he'll take it over. You know? <laughs> So, so good, so good. What a pleasure to be out with you, Rich. Really appreciate right it. Right back at you. Nathan Segura. My brother. Uh, from uh, ESPN Cleveland and Cleveland Browns Daily co-host right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Did Nate just talk me into the Browns minus two here? Like, <laughs> yeah. man, he is hype. I think he did. Hey, like I told you, Case Keenum is the perfect man for this job tonight. Backup quarterback, knows the system, knows the coach, coach knows him. He's got the full faith and credit and confidence, I'm sure, of that locker room. His problem is – go ahead and put it up. I saw this on my uh, the Instagram today from, uh, from uh, old NFL Network, and this is actual soundbite Ooh. from Von Miller with this quote. Go for it. 
I will play well in this game. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go off. It's going to be a good game for me. You know, I don't want to, you know, guarantee a win, you know, for my, you know, for my teammates. But I guarantee I have, I don't want to put the pressure on those guys this time. I put the pressure on me, you know, and I'm going to have a great game. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to play well, you know, and get a couple of sacks. And, um, you know, if I can do that, then we will win. If you look at, you know, this season, you know, the first three games, I, I had a couple of sacks and we won those games. And uh, these last three games, I, I, I didn't do as much. So, you know, if, if I can play well and I can get sacks and I can find a way, you know, to disrupt the game, you know, we'll win. So the pressure's on me to play well. I will play well. I don't know who the tackle is and I'm going against, but I'm, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. The other guy, too, on the other side. And I'm, and I'm going to play extremely well and I'm going to make plays for my team. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to set us up to, to win this game for sure. I don't know the name of the tackle who I'm playing against, but I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to Sound bite of the day, week. Yeah. Rich, up there in the I year. Mean, now, that that's the issue here yeah. is I don't know the name of the guy who it is, I'm, but I'm going to kill him. Means he saw the tape from last week against Arizona mm -hmm. that did not have Chandler Jones. And this is the guy who can play as well as he can play. Look out. And the Browns need to get that from Miles Garrett. Don't know who I'm playing against, but I'm going to kill him. That's what they need tonight. Because Teddy Bridgewater's coming in banged up. He's sitting back there too. You want to put Drew, get Drew Locke in the game? Go get Teddy. You want to get Teddy on the ground? Should be much easier than normal. Go do it. This is what you need to do tonight, Cleveland. Play and have the attitude just like Von Miller just told you. Don't know who I'm playing against, but I'm going to kill him. It's going to be on me. Can't guarantee a win, but if I play well, we're going to win. Same thing with Miles Garrett. Same thing. Got to do it. That's tonight. Which one do you believe in more, Chris? That's where you put your hard-earned American Rich Eisen show dollars on it, sir. I'm leaning Denver. I don't blame you because all these people are out. And an hour and a half before the game, you're going to hear, is Landry up or down? Is Odell up or down? Yeah. Is, I don't know the name of the guy who was playing against Von Miller, <laughs> up or down? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... <laughs> Von sounds motivated. I feel yeah, like Well, Von's lost me. three in a row, bro. I mean, Denver's yeah. lost three in a row. Yeah. And Vic Fangio was not happy with the way the Ravens finished their game. Yep. And I'm not happy with the way the Broncos finished their game against the Raiders. His first two challenge flags of the year were ridiculous and totally unwarranted. Mm -hmm. They're off kilter. This team should be beat by Cleveland, even with their backup quarterback tonight. So there's that. Baseball, let's talk about it. Ron Darling called the Dodgers and Braves series last several games, along with Brian Anderson and now Jeff Francoeur in the three-person booth, three-man booth for the folks at Turner Sports. He's sitting in his hotel room here in Los Angeles, California, and I want to pick this man's brain about what is going on. Because it seems to me, before you throw the break here, the Dodgers pitching. And I know... <laughs> I, I honestly thought to myself what we're going to see out of the Dodgers in the postseason is we're going to see Bueller and Julio Urias 
and Clayton Kershaw and and, Max. and then when they get Max Scherzer, right. they're lot. the only ones with the with the studs out there that you can run everyone out of town with these guys and that offense. Just set up your starting pitching and go for it. So we all know Kershaw's hurt. But just the old school way of thinking of things are gone, right? Like, let's go with uh, Bueller to start. We'll get him in games one and five. And then we'll go Urias games two and six. And because Scherzer closed out game five against the Giants, let's go Scherzer games three and seven. And we'll figure out game four if we can. Right? Wasn't that the old school way of doing that things? That is the old school way of doing stuff. And... Orius is coming in in relief in game two, and Scherzer says, I got a dead arm because of the way things went for me. We came in relief in, in game relief, five against the Giants. Right, okay. and Bueller gets pulled after four and a third, and and we're going with openers twice over and closers that are starters, and it just seems to me that the slide ruling and the – analytics and the binders have just screwed it all up well, starters and, unless it's easy to say that they're down three one to say something like that yeah starters but, also in today's baseball starters aren't allowed to work through trouble so like i know they lost the game but charlie morton gave up a couple runs early but was allowed to work through it and then pitch great up until he was taken out the other night that the dodgers came back and eventually won the game but not against morton and so the first instance of trouble they're gone whether that's in the second inning, the third inning, or the fourth inning. They're not allowed to work themselves out of jail. I don't know. Like, I would kill. If I'm a, as a Yankee fan, I would kill to have three starters like the Dodgers have. Kill. Kill. I mean, the Yankees get Garrett Cole and then a banged-up Corey Kluber, where they hope can be healthy, and then let's go and hope for the best with Montgomery and Tyone, and they got Bueller, Scherzer, Urias. And that should be enough. They're, they're going to get beat. Knock, knock on wood. <sighs> Sorry, Sarah. I said those words out loud. They're going to get beat. You're going to be fine. I said it. I'm not saying it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I mean, Justin Turner pulled up lame. I mean, he's, he's one of their he's best. Out. In, I know. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and Muncie's out. Like, this is. Yeah, they're banged up. Not looking good, which is why apparently you can get good seats available oh, for yeah. about one-tenth of the price of what game three was going for here in the secondary ticket market yo take a break we'll chat with ron darling next right here on the rich eisen show also still to come the latest on ben simmons and who's chimed in on that front hey folks it's time for the nfl draft which means for me i need a good night's sleep because if i don't have one just not myself you know the deal you know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because sleep number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased 
in store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests work is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this is the Rich Eisen Show. Back here on our show with our terrestrial radio network rejoining us as well right here. Love this guy on the call with Brian Anderson. Jeff Francoeur calls uh, Braves games, which means he's uh, very well known in your household, Christopher, Indeed right? Indeed he is. They've been uh, doing a great job. Game five in Chavez Ravine this evening. And the Braves can close out the Dodgers in a way that clearly they could not last year. Ron Darling back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, Ron? Hi, Rich. Great to be back with you. What are the Braves doing so far that gives you um, a sense that we're not going to see a repeat of last year, that this is um, essentially theirs to, to take? Yeah, I, I, I mean, last night's game, when you went into it and you thought that Urias was going to pitch against a bullpen game of, of Jesse Chavez and Drew Smiley, you thought there was no way the Dodgers wouldn't win that game. So it really, I think, speaks to their toughness. I think it speaks to the trades they made for a rejuvenated, retooled outfield with Duvall. And I know Soler's on the COVID list, but of course, Rosario. Um, you know, uh, that was always puzzling to me. If you follow baseball, and when the Minnesota Twins uh, didn't offer the qualifying offer to Eddie Rosario, like literally, I know everyone that follows the game was like, how could that happen? Like, how could you not offer? a qualifying offer to a guy that hits 30 and drives in over 100. Um, who knows? They can only answer that. But uh, it's it's nice to see Rosario having a postseason that he's having. So the question I have for you, Ron, is, you know, we saw Urias in game two. We saw Scherzer close out the Giants and in that fifth game and the the reasoning we're hearing about them be, it's been fine to use them in those situations as opposed to just resting them fully for starting it was their throw day anyway and now we've subsequently heard Scherzer say his arm was dead and we watched a 20 game winner in Julio Urias get cuffed around in a playoff game is this mismanagement or just unlucky Ron um mismanagement and uh, and and I usually don't say things like that, um, but you know I, I think around baseball, uh, the intelligentsia uh, that run the game now believe like believe that they have all the answers, and they have more answers than than certainly the people uh, who ran teams when I played. 
but what you did in this postseason, if you're a Dodger fan and if you follow the Dodgers, is that you pitched Walker Bueller on three days rest. He's never done that before. You closed with Max Scherzer in Game 5 against San Francisco, and you started him in Game 1. And then you pitched a 25-year-old left-hander who's had shoulder issues before four times in 11 days. I don't know how you explain that any other way. Um, you know, I, I th- I'm sure they will find the words and they will find reasoning to be able to explain that away. Um, but for people who follow the game, love the game as I do, um, uh, I think they'll come up short, for me anyway. I mean, that is not mentioned any words right there. Is it just the general sense of, okay, this is the way it works on paper and it should work? regardless because the numbers match up i'm honestly i mean we're talking about smart people that would that would know what you just said um could lead to danger uh, especially since you've set it up properly you got the arms the starters that that is the envy of the rest of major league baseball the dodgers yeah i you know you know rich i i I think that once you get this close um it's really difficult to not take your shot with your best players, right? So, you know, you have a roster of 26 guys. There's really only about 15 that you want to play. I mean, the rest of the guys you will play, but there's 15 pitchers and, and hitters that you really want want to play because they're your best players. So what do you want to do in the postseason? You want to make sure that your best players are on the field for the significant part of the innings of those games. I totally understand that that's been done since the beginning of time that's 100 percent but you know at, at, at some point um you know you're you're talking about a ball club that is one of the greatest ball clubs of the last 10 years that is in a position in a game five scenario where they don't have a, a person to start the game mm. um to me that's um, to me. That's inexcusable. I'm sure that um, people will find uh, you know bullpen games and all those things that have become a trend, uh, especially with small market teams. But to have the mighty Dodgers uh, come into a game five situation and not have a starting pitcher of some renown. Now it's not all their fault. I mean Clayton Kershaw got hurt. Um, you know you had to go through uh, uh, the legality issues of Trevor Bauer, who they signed. Um, I get it. But, um, you know, they retooled with Scherzer to replace Kershaw, uh, but they didn't retool one more person to, to present and pitch and start a game five. The Atlanta Braves, on the other hand, lost one of the top five players in the game, and they retooled him with Rosario and Duvall and Soler. Um, so, you know, that I think that's really the storyline for me uh, with the series. Ron Darling calling Game 5 with Brian Anderson, Jeff Francoeur, Lawrence Shahadi on TBS tonight. Joining me here prior to the game in Chavez Ravine uh, on the Rich Eisen Show, Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. You've been around this uh, sport, obviously, and played in such high-leverage games. Uh, where does Eddie Rosario rank, man? I mean, that is, like, we're hearing names like Robin Yount associated with him. <laughs> it, it's it, Talk about not seeing that one coming. How about you? Yeah, 
Yeah, uh-huh. well, I, I, like I said, um, I always knew what an offensive player Rosario was. I mean, all you have to do is look at his numbers and what he did in Minnesota. I mean, two seasons ago, he was 30-plus and 100-plus. Um, the guy always offensively could do it. Um, maybe fiscally it wasn't the right move for the Minnesota Twins to bring him back. Um, but I think the big story, Rich, for for Eddie Rosario is that what GM, and Alex Anthopoulos is the president of their baseball ops, what GM trades for a player that they know cannot help them immediately. So they traded for Rosario, uh, gave a bag of balls and a fungo for him, mm-hmm. and he had an abdominal strain and could not play f- for them for a month. I don't know if anyone else trades for a player that can't help you in the immediacy, especially after you lost Acuna. So he hedged his bet that at some point Rosario could help them. And uh, to have two four-hit games, and I think he's now 10 for 17 mm. in this series, Is uh, he's been a difference maker. Well, he caused a traffic jam on the 101 last night, I'll tell you that. He did. Early traffic jam. Earlier than expected. Because, yeah. I mean, I was watching with uh, one of my sons, Ron, and we are like, you know, you guys set it up perfectly about he needs this for the cycle, he needs a double. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm like, this we could be watching history. Like I've never seen what's going on right here. And and uh, and when he laced that ball to right, I thought this could be it. We were like saying hit the wall, and then it went over yeah. the wall, and it was just as shocking when it went over the wall. Like, my God, twelve total bases. I mean, I I, I don't know how to equate it. it and it really well, is remarkable. It really is. Well, you know, it's not. It's only remarkable. But think about what you just said. I don't think anyone in the, in has ever watched a game wanted a top spin home run <laughs> to somehow stay in play because right. I was the same as you. I was like, hit the top of the wall, it's bounce right. away from Mookie, and give him a chance to have a double. You know, at the very least, like a Hunter Renfro, let it bounce off his body and go over the wall for a ground rule <laughs> double. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever I, whatever it took. Uh, yeah. I've got Ron Darling here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's just, uh, before I let you go, cast our attention on the ALCS and what you think is, is working for the Astros now. I mean, that home run that Altuve hit in the eighth inning, similar to, uh, you know, even though it was a solo shot, uh, to tie the game, similar to the one that you saw in person with Clay, uh, Cody Bellinger, pardon me, uh, in, in game four. Um, but unlike the Dodgers, the Astros have, have, have just built off of that. What, what are you seeing from Houston that, that makes you think that they're heading to the World Series and also maybe winning it? What do you think? Well, one with Altuve, Altuve sorry, the physical democracy of baseball yeah. is one of my favorite things. You know, you can be, uh, you can be judge at 6'8 and 270 pounds and be one of the best players of the game. And you can be a little fella like uh, Jose Altuve and be equally as good. That, to me, is one of the greatest things about this game. Um, As far as Houston's concerned, the depth uh, of their lineup, and I think a lot of people are starting to see that uh, 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 Jordan Alvarez is, is one of the best hitters in the game from coast to coast, line to line. Uh, what he can do, and to take those at-bats against Chris Sale. If you look at the numbers, left-handers against Chris Sale, they're through the roof. Nobody gets a hit off Chris Sale, who's a left-handed hitter, and for him to do uh, what he's done. And uh, and the Astros, um, 
despite um, all the controversy of their sign-stealing and of their cheating, I mean, there's no other way, way to put it, right. um, have always been an amazingly talented team. And it's a shame that they ever had to do that because they didn't need to do that. That's how good they are. And, and my final take, Rich, on, on the, the Dodgers and, and the Atlanta Braves, yes. Atlanta has to win tonight. Because if they don't win tonight, all those things I said about pitching on short rests and uh, uh, Urias on four times in 11 days, all that stuff goes out the window. Because if they don't win tonight, they go to Atlanta and they, the Dodgers will pitch Scherzer and Bueller on proper rest. That changes everything. So um, if they don't win tonight, uh, the Dodgers have a beautiful peak into coming mm-hmm. back for the second time in a row. And they also have the uh-oh, not again factor working in their favor, yeah. right? Exactly. A team that would get tight uh, thinking mm-hmm. about, oh, no, this is happening again. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta certainly, in their history, their great history of great um, great teams, uh, have had that more than they, they would like. Did you get that democracy line from Seinfeld? Because he used that on us once, the democracy of talent and physique. Did he drop that line on the booth uh, on, uh, uh, on broadcast he, with you he, once? He, he didn't, but uh, to even think <laughs> that I could use the same world, uh, same words as the great Seinfeld uh, is is. I'm pretty lucky. I'm telling you, Ron, he said that to us, and I I wrote it down, and we keep repeating it ever since he appeared on the show three years ago. He said that's the beauty of baseball, the democracy of talent and physique. Now, he said that in saying that pitchers should still bat then get rid of the designated oh, okay, hitter. Okay. So we almost came to blows over that. But, <laughs> you know. I, my, my favorite Seinfeld is when he said, instead of raising the stamp two or three cents, Raise it by a dollar and let those guys get a long pants. That to me is the same measure. I'm sure Keith is still dining out being on Seinfeld, I'm sure, today, even right I, I, now. L- listen, I, I don't even know what he gets uh, monthly, a check from yes. there, but uh, my, my beautiful friend turned 68 years old yesterday. Is that right? Keith Hernandez. He's, uh, Ron, people don't know, I don't think, you know. Yeah. Uh, he, he was one of the greatest baseball players ever. I, I, I played with Conseco, Ricky Henderson, mm-hmm. Mark McGuire, Carney Lancer, Daryl Strawberry, Dwight Gooden. I can go on and on. Yes. Keith Hernandez is the greatest baseball player that I ever played. With. No kidding. Well, I mean, because yeah. he could do it all. I mean, the fielding as well, for sure. Yeah, the right? fielding, and he also had... He had a feel for the game that we all aspire to, but very few uh, approach. Yeah. And Gary Carter, too. That's another name that you could throw into that mix, too. Right I now. mean, at some point, you know, when people talk about that 86-team, I always say one thing. We had the best right fielder, catcher, first baseman, starting pitcher, and Gooden. And, uh, and Kevin Mitchell, a, a future MVP, uh, couldn't make that lineup. That's right. Ron, have a great broadcast. I look forward to hearing uh, you and uh, the rest of the crew tonight. Thanks for the call. Really appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Rich. Best of Sue. Take right, care. Sue, you Bye. bet. There you go. Best of Joanna. There you go. First ever makeup artist in the history of NFL Network, Joanna Darling. Hmm. I've known Ron forever. Yeah, I was just saying that in the commercial uh, earlier. But, but, wait, hold on. Uh, let me guess which one you're going to p- pull out of that. Okay. Braves got to win tonight. Braves got to win tonight. I knew that's the one that you were going to pull out of it. Braves got to win tonight. Got to end it. Because this is what you got. You have hand. And also, you've like, got hand. Hand. And I know you've how got to use hand. 
It, and it's also like like Ron was alluding to. It's it's here we go again with last year all over again. They were up 2-0. They were up 3-1. Blew it. Dodgers came back and beat them. Got to end it tonight. It just feels different though right now. It does feel a little bit different. Dodgers feel kind of broken. Right. They're banged up, but they're still the Dodgers. And he's looked right. Scherzer yeah, I mean, and Bueller on full rest can change right. things in a heartbeat. I mean, and, and you can just see it. But from, you've got your guy tonight. Right. The aces right? tonight. Aces tonight. And also feel, it felt like, you know, the Dodgers can win it and win a bat, which you saw the other night with Cody Bellinger. That game was over. 5-2 in the eighth. That game was over. Bellinger swung and missed through two straight fastballs. And then they went higher up. And he went. And Luke Jackson was like, let me just go a little higher. Bellinger was like, cool, gone. I mean, that game was done as soon as he hit that. So, you know, got to end it tonight if you're in Atlanta. Well, Rosario ended it last night. He ended was great. it. See ya. He was great. All right. Um, we'll take a break. Your phone calls. Oh, wait. Um, also on the program, a, uh, a championship player in the city of Philadelphia has chimed in on Ben Simmons and everything going on there. That's next on the Rich Eisen Show as well. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Eric in Oklahoma. Let's take your phone call here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Eric? What is up, Rich? Um, I have some two. I have two things for the Jets for you, and I want to get your opinion on them. Yes. Uh, the first one is I, I kind of come up came up with this uh, abbreviation for the Jets, and I wanted to get your no, take. Oh boy! Uh, just end the season. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your. I don't. I don't know if you would fly with that i would not fly with that i would ground that i would ground (laughs) that with the flight crew uh that's what i would do Uh, no uh, don't end the season the the, our uh, the our our kids got to take his lumps sir our kids got to learn our kids our kids gotta our kids gotta show you know he's got to take these hits um unfortunately let's get becton back can we get him back can we get his big huge protector back (laughs) Let's honestly, like it looks like Marcus May is going to be back on the defensive side of the ball. Let's see what he's going to do. This is his first time this week uh, Mm -hmm. seeing a team for a second time. Now it's the uh, that it's it's a team that, you know, usually can switch things up um, in New England. But let's see, man. Let's see what he can do. Uh, He's taken his lumps, certainly against New England the last time. Mac Jones got his first career win against him wouldn't it be wonderful if he gets his first career road win um against mac jones it would be only fitting that's why you don't you can't end the season even if they go one and 16 which god forbid you know um these games are all crucial we got to have them got to play well that that kind of brings me to my next point okay wilson is my dynasty quarterback so i'm leaning on him 
for the next couple of years. So uh-huh. I wanted to see – we don't get Jets games here. So I want to see what you're seeing from him so far in the season. Only thing I see is stats. I don't get to see what his on field. Well, he's got he's got the ability. He's got that ability. He's got an incredible ability to throw on the run. He's very talented in that regard. Very, very talented in that regard. And apparently, again, we've we have asked the Jets uh, for him to call into this show multiple times, and we're still waiting. Part of that may be because you know I've kind of flown off the handle every now and then because I'm a fan on this front. I don't know. But I'd love to chat with him and peek under the hood because all I hear is he is um, filled with confidence and is a great leader. Like he has already shown like he was upset in the one win against the Titans that he did not win it in regulation and only got a field goal in overtime, which was good enough to win. Uh, That's what I have heard. Um, Unfortunately, the Jets still cannot completely, totally evaluate the guy because of what's around him. Um, let's hope Mims can actually get some catches together. Um, Moore and Corey Davis coming off the bye. Let's send those three guys into the secondary for New England and let them go. Michael Carter has shown it to he can run the ball. I'm, I'm giving you all I can right now sitting out there in Oklahoma. Bless you being a Jet fan in the heartland of our nation. But um, that's about Thank it. Thank you, Rich. You're welcome. Thanks Thank for the call. Big game this weekend, New England and the Jets, huh? Big game uh, for standings-wise, and also just considering how completely one-sided the first matchup was. Yeah. And Mac Jones has looked like he is – I mean, Zach Wilson is supposed to be a perfect match for the Shanahan-Lafleur offense. And boom, left tackle, monster left tackle goes down. Right. That can't help. And the run game has not helped out, hasn't taken the shoulder much of the load that needs to happen for a young quarterback, like, say, what the Patriots are doing. And the Patriots' offense and Mac Jones, it looks like they are just on a nice, smooth ride. There hasn't been the ups and the downs and the great game and the terrible game. And then the game where it's to... Two steps back after the one forward. It's, it seems to be one step forward every time. The loss, first loss for the Patriots, technically not his fault because they yeah, were about to go in and beat the Dolphins. And yeah, they were going to win that game until Harris fumbled. Right. Another loss for the Patriots, Tom Brady. They could have had it. Tom Brady, they, it gets doink. They win that game. Right. Maybe. Another loss for the Patriots, the Dallas Cowboys. They could have had it. I'm missing another one. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. Saints didn't really blow the doors off them, did they? Eh. Yeah, had a punt. They had a punt block. Didn't help. Right. By the way, I looked up. The Patriots have had two punts blocked this season. Yeah, that never. The happened. last time that happened in a season, Belichick was the coach of the Browns. Ninety-three. Yikes. Yeah, yikes! That never happened. So that's a big game this weekend. Yeah, big game. You know, one New England should win, but. Well, of course, they're gotta, home and it's a division game. Got to take care. But of the business. Jets are coming off a bye, man. And next up for the Jets, home for the Bengals on Halloween. Now, that sounds like a trick more than a treat. At Indianapolis on a Thursday night, home for the Bills, home for the Dolphins, at the Texans. You know, just the Jets' luck. It'll be the the week that Deshaun Watson gets under center for the first time for the Dolphins. 
<laughs> Laugh all you want. <laughs> but you fully expect that to happen because that's your Jets fandom. Well, I think Deshaun Watson, if he does go to Miami, will already be there starting. And uh, I guess it's, the, and it's crazy too what John McClain said. Like it's been all quiet on the legal front. Yeah, you know, and Miami would which leads anybody to believe there's a settlement coming. Hey, guess what, Stephen Ross? A settlement's coming. All the civil cases will be done. But Deshaun Watson has said he doesn't want any NDAs. There's no non-disclosure. He wants everything out there. Right. And so I don't, I don't know because. But even too I, quiet, like on the NFL, possibly suspended but front. Nothing happening on that front criminally to cause the NFL to act. Now, others have been not charged criminally right, and I mean. wound up on the commissioner's exempt list. And that's why I asked John McClain if the reason why, in his estimation, that the commissioner hasn't acted to put him on the commissioner's exempt list is because he's allowing the Texans to put him on the Texans' exempt list. <laughs> because Deshaun's put the Texans on the Deshaun exempt list. So there's no reason to utilize a commissioner's exempt list because those, as you know, are all, they're rare and they're all used as precedents. I don't know why he hasn't shown up there. I would disagree with John respectfully because, again, he has been covering the NFL since Ken Stabler was studying his playbook by the light of a jukebox. And that was Bum Phillips' playlist, a playbook. So uh, he's, he's forgotten more football than I've even covered in the 18 years there. I don't know if Stephen Ross gets an answer if he calls up Roger Goodell and says, what are you going to do? I'm yeah, about hey, to trade for this, this guy. Like, Can you give go? me any, any yeah, assurances? Exactly. I don't right. think Roger Goodell gives anybody. And, and just because oh, Roger works yeah. for him, ask how that worked out with Kraft yep. and the Benson family and any of these suspensions yeah. that have happened. Dallas? That Dallas. And, yeah. you know, Pittsburgh, like it's, it happens. So I, I think this is going to be just a, let's roll the dice. I don't know what the commissioner is going to do, but let's get them now because at some point we're going to be through all that. Mm-hmm. They don't want Tua anyway. Right. Seems that way. And let's play football the rest of this year. And that would be the Texans best scenario is they, they get rid of him and the Dolphins are frozen at one to four wins because of the way that they're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get a draft choice in that, in top, the, in that top what have you. Yeah, absolutely, for this year. But it's all speculation. All of it's speculation. And all of it, kind of, we are just ignoring the fact that Watson may deserve the punishment that right. would come to yeah, him. Yeah, he may deserve to get suspended exactly. even for the whole year. Right. You know, so that's why I'm kind of surprised there's going to be a trade in the middle of the season. And the only reason why anybody would do that is that they want to get sense on a a very expensive, high-priced dollar. Mm -hmm. And then the Tua of it all, like... The rumor of a three a three team deal, yeah, exactly. Like you just ditch. uh, That's the other thing. And Washington, who really doesn't have a quarterback, they wouldn't take him on either. Well, it's the middle of a season. 
It's the middle of a season. There is still some I sort of up to speed. I know, but I thought he looked pretty good. He found Waddle twice, yeah. and it just he threw a, an awful pick. And at times, it just seems like they're in quicksand. That they should be blowing an opponent out. They're not. And once again, it's like look who we could have had and what he's doing in year two. And we're struggling with this kid and. Yeah, his arm fair. isn't this, and he's not that, that's and you're not. ditching him already. He's only had 12 starts. Yeah, Leads me it. to believe some there, there might have not have been consensus on him in the room when they drafted him. Yeah. So Too if bad. I'm Tua, I want out now. I would just want out. Find me another spot where somebody wants me, and that coach is going to be there, and I get some sort of treatment that I'm not getting here. With a dual offensive coordinator and then a quarterback though, coach like, who speaks to me. and then full Ben Simmons? Uh, you're right. Well, let's see if his house is up for sale to see if. Hey, now. What, what is it? <laughs> Tuo's a, what is a, a, a savage. A savage? Simo the Savage. Simo the Savage. Yeah. Tuo the Savage. <laughs> In that neon. Was, that was quite the turn. Yeah. Well, picture 60 out of 65. 